Once upon a time, there was a princess named Cinderella. On her 18th birthday, her fairy godmother gave her a health data platform that could securely store her EHR from any hospital, her genetic testing data, her fitness and nutrition data, and all her labs in one place. Except that this is no fairy tale. Hello and welcome to DataPoint, the podcast about all the ways data and analytics are driving innovation in healthcare today. I'm your host, Greg Matthews, and our guest today is Artie Arianpour, the co-founder and CEO of Seekster, the first health data management platform that enables people to collect, own, and share all of their health, DNA, and fitness data in one HIPAA-compliant, secure digital platform. Seekster's platform currently connects users to more than 9,300 healthcare providers, covering 2,000 hospitals, 8,400 medical and specialty groups, and 300 cancer center locations across the United States. That aggregation of data is plenty impressive, but I had an opportunity to take a peek at the platform today and also came away really impressed with the highly logical, visual design and functionality as well. If Artie has his way, Seekster will be a household name in the near future, and you can say that you heard it here first. Artie, thanks so much for being with us on DataPoint today. It's so nice to be here. Thanks so much, Greg. Absolutely. So I heard about Seekster at South by Southwest this year, uh, was introduced by a, a mutual friend of ours and actually a former guest on this show, Bonnie Clipper. As we get started, can you tell me a little bit about your experience in Austin at South by? Yeah. Um, you know, other than having amazing burnt ends and lots of barbecue <laughs> and uh, mixing it with some really cold Shinerbach, uh, uh, definitely got our 30,000 steps in every day running around from meetings and meetings. But um, I think your city, Greg, is is one of the best. And it's definitely an upcoming, I think, secret to the U.S. And uh, it just felt like Silicon Valley, but a lot better uh, in Texas. That's great. It's good to hear. And I've I've actually been on the advisory board for the conference uh, for the health track for the last several years. And so it's good to hear about people coming in and having good experiences there. We are going to talk a lot about your company today, Seekster. But before we do that, I'd love to get a little bit of background from you. You founded this company or were a co-founder uh, founder of the company. You're the CEO. How did you get here? What was your path to Seekster? Sure. I think, um, you know, sometimes you have to say that there's no coincidences in your life. And I think Seekster is a great example of that. Um, I started um, early on in, you know, biological sciences and life sciences um, in my um, teens, I guess you could say, actually at the age of 16, um, went off to um, undergrad and got a biological sciences degree, was pre-med and understood that you didn't have to be a scientist or a doctor to actually move the needle on medicine mm. and um, got into biotech really early on, became a biotech executive um, in my 20s and um, was at the forefront of bringing um, next generation sequencing to the clinic. Um, my team and I uh, actually at Seekster now um, were one of the first folks that actually brought the exome sequencing to the clinic, launched mm. um, various different cancer panels, fought the um, big BRCA BRCA fight of 2013 and the SCOTUS decision there. And uh -huh. so we were on the dark side of, um, you know, uh, uh, 
I guess, siloing data. And that's where Seekster kind of, you know, kind of began. So you started the company a few years ago. Um, what was its genesis? What were you trying to solve? You know, you described the dark side. What's the what's the light, I guess? Yeah, you know, it was really simple. <laughs> it became complex. And that wasn't really what we set out to do. Um, it was it's it's really been kind of an accident as we kept on going down a different path. But um, I was one of the first people to be whole genome sequenced over a decade ago. And when mm -hmm. I did get my genome sequenced, it wasn't paired with my electronic health records. And so, you know, we just wanted to put all this data in one place. And um, that's how we, you know, accidentally kind of fell on, you know, solving or cracking the code on person-centric interoperability now. Now, that's an interesting phrase that you used there. Tell me about person-centric interoperability as opposed to some other kind. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think when everyone thinks about interoperability, as you know, interoperability is a $30 billion problem in the, in the U.S. and really central to our um, problems and the biggest pain point in the healthcare system. And it's because, you know, your UCSD data doesn't talk to your UCSF data, doesn't talk to your, you know, Mayo Clinic data, doesn't talk to your NYU data. And um, it's not just within electronic health records. Your, your Apple Watch data doesn't talk to your old Fitbit data, right? <laughs> or your old Garmin data. And right. so um, interoperability is also a, a DNA problem. Your 23andMe data is can't be compared to your let's say your cousin's ancestry dna data and so um you know uh person-centric honor interoperability is um the fact that you put the person um and obviously sometimes it's the consumer or the patient at the mm -hmm. center of healthcare, and you allow them to disrupt the data silos to bring together the their episodic EHR data, their baseline genetic data, and their continuous monitoring data from distinct sources. So it's fascinating that you say that, and you you say it so simply, and yet this is a problem, as you say, that we've been trying to solve in this country for years and years and have poured billions of dollars into it. How is it that a, a three-year-old startup could have licked this problem? Yeah, I think it, it comes from the fact that, you know, we have came at this problem from a completely different angle that's just never been done before. And, and there's two angles to it. One, you know, my team and I had a lot of experience within uh, genomics and genetics and building some of the world's top clinical diagnostic and consumer genetic testing labs. And, uh, you know, we've seen millions of data points and all those data points within you know, um, uh, the genomics world or genetic world are based off of four base pairs, A, T, C, mm -hmm. G. So it doesn't really matter where that data came from, you know, your LabCorp data and your Quest data and your, you know, um, uh, any type of cancer panel data, uh, genome data or, or, or genotyping data. At the end of the day, the data is pretty much the same. It can't be changed. When we started looking at um, and combining electronic health records, we really didn't have much experience in it. And we saw that it was such a mess. You know, your, your data from, you know, uh, one uh, system to another um, on the same Epic system would be different. 
And so we set out the goal to standardize and harmonize the Epic, Cerner, Allscripts, um, McKesson, Practice Fusion, next-gen data. And we had a significant technical breakthrough two years ago that just, um, you know, I think it was just, again, another complete accident where someone said, oh, my God, you guys have solved interoperability. And at the time, we didn't even know how to pronounce interoperability. Tongue twister. Granted, alone a thirty billion dollar plus problem in our, you know, country. So let's talk about the platform itself and the kind of data that's that it's integrating. You've talked about genomic data. You've talked about health record data, and throughout, you know, the names of a couple of the real big players there. What other kind of data is being captured in the Seekster platform? Yeah, so it's all about real-time direct connectivity, right? We've built a data-driven healthcare, you know, SaaS um, uh, operating system here. And we can bring in, you know, any type of electronic health record data. Currently, we have integrated 3,000-plus hospitals, 45,000-plus medical groups, and small doctor office clinics. And um, we can bring in, you know... Um, any type of DNA data from 23andMe, Ancestry, you know, uh, .com, MyHeritage, Color Genomics, mm. and ITE, um, you name it, LabCorp, Quest. We can also bring in claims and EOB data. Um, we can also, you know, bring in um, various different social determinants of health data as well as imaging data. And to top it off, you know, um, obviously there's lots of people that have continuous monitoring and wearables right? Or any type of um, devices such as, you know, Dexcom, uh, ResMed, um, Omron, blood glu glucose uh, monitoring, different devices. And all this data is being siloed either on the device or in the institution or in a lab. And we put the person at the center to bring it all together. That's pretty incredible. It sounds like it could be a really, really onerous process though. You know, if I think about my own sources of data, I probably have three or four different health records where I have data sitting and, you know, my Apple watch data and my map, my fitness data. And I mean, isn't it really hard for, for the individual to, to bring all that together, even if the platform's there? Yeah. So obviously there's always some sort of barrier, right? But what we did is we took a consumer and patient person approach. And that's where the, you know, person centric interoperability comes in where we're able to break down those data silos. And um, if you're familiar with mint.com for finances, mm -hmm. we created the mint.com uh, of health, but our business model is the salesforce.com for healthcare. And that's where it gets really interesting. Okay, so the mint.com part I get, it means that I can go out and uh, share my login information for my bank accounts and incorporate all that money. I'm assuming I could probably do the same thing on Seekster with my uh, medical record accounts. So that part makes sense. Tell me a little bit more about the Salesforce model. Yeah. So, you know, our, our approach was unique because we, we built the mint.com interface, right? And as you saw just earlier, um, you know, it's very uh, intuitive, user-friendly, and really self-explanatory. Um, all you need is your 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 patient credentials, username, and login into any type of you know data source. And within sixty seconds, we can give you your data. We're empowering patients and member, me members to collect, own, and share their data 
on their terms. Mm. Our business model is B2B because we've created a SaaS platform, a software as a service where Seekster is really the technology platform that um, gets deployed to any major payer or provider that is trying to move the needle um, for uh, their members. And it's a patient engagement platform as well. We're able to bring in longitudinal, multidimensional, and multi-generational data. And it's not just for individuals, it's for their loved ones and caregivers and so forth. So lots of utility just beyond data aggregation. That's really incredible. So you're saying that if I was the caregiver for my mother, for example, that I would be able to access her data through the platform. Exactly. And we actually um, came up with a way of doing that. And I had a personal story on that. I wanted my grandmother's data. My grandmother was actually passing away due to Alzheimer's mm. two years ago during the development of Seekster. And that's how we came up with multi-generational data. And we patented the first legal framework called Health Trust, where the same way that you know you get to pass on your car, jewelry, and money to your loved ones in your estate by a trust, well, how come you can't do that through, you know, with your, your health data? And that's a, a big feature within Seekster that we've created as well. That's amazing. And th that could be the subject of another podcast right there. Um, <laughs> Maybe part because, two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's come back to the business model for a minute. You mentioned the fact that you're a B2B SaaS platform targeted customers include providers like major health systems and hospitals, as well as payers. Tell me a little bit about how one of those organizations might implement the product. Do you have some, some vision about what their use case might look like? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the, 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 value, uh, the value to patients um, for, let's say, uh, major providers with uh, the Seekster technology and platform is the fact that you get to give you know, patients, longitudinal health timelines, um, you're able to open up nationwide access to a majority of the health systems for the providers to bring in, you know, that health data in one place, the same way that you saw it happen. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, you can follow treatment and response to treatments post-discharge, you reduce caregiver burdens, you get faster diagnostics and treatment and intervention. But really, if you want to talk about the value to that organization, um, you know, you can significantly decrease the time and friction of obtaining patient medical records, which is the number one problem in mm. healthcare. And, um, you know, sometimes it's an invisible problem. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk about that now, because I think the country and the uh, the people who are trying to change healthcare are understanding that interoperability is is the big problem, and um, you know um, having a meaningful dialogue between the care teams and the patients is really important to the um, organizations. I'm um, saving time and cost with accurate chain of custody of data directly from the health data sources mm. and unlocking various different you know precision medicine initiatives and you know how you can actually you know, um, uh, use this data um, via the consent of the patients and the members for clinical trials and lots of other things beyond. 
So you've teed up some really interesting things there, Artie. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to go a little deeper into some of those interesting use cases and uh, some of the things that are going on behind the scenes at Seekster. We'll be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Spire, a full-service digital marketing agency focused on complex and highly regulated industries of healthcare, senior living, and financial services. Rapid changes in the healthcare industry are causing consumers to seek out trusted advice, demand more transparency and access to information and content. With over 30 years of healthcare experience, Blue Spire knows how to help you reach, communicate with, and gain trust from these consumers. We help you engage with the right content at every touchpoint, from the first symptom search to appointment scheduling through care management. Visit us at bluespiremarketing.com to learn how we can help you deliver relevant, engaging content through ever-changing touchpoints that matter. Welcome back to DataPoint. I'm your host, Greg Matthews. We are here with Artie Arianpour, the CEO of Seekster. Artie, before the break, we were talking a little bit about how providers might use the platform and some of the benefits for them. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the patient's benefit. We've already established that there's a huge milestone that's been achieved by bringing together all of these data sources under the patient's control uh, in their own platform. But I've actually seen a lot of patient portals in my day. And to be honest with you, I have found them to be pretty lacking in terms of utility. Uh, you know, PDFs of, of my lab results and, you know, having to dig through uh, layers and layers to try and find what I'm looking for. Tell me a little bit about the process you use to design the platform from the patient's perspective. Sure, Greg. Um, we've thought about the exact same thing. And, you know, patient portals, unfortunately, were made so that you and I can pay our bill. They weren't made. Mm. You can actually visualize your data longitudinally and, you know, have some type of engagements beyond the, the, the uh, I guess, uh, small things that they put in there. But, you know, at Seekster, we worked with thousands of patients and also physicians so that we can design a highly intuitive and, 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 and uh, user-friendly interface that would give patients a 360-degree view of all of their health data, whether that's retro-perspective data or perspective data, um, you know, bringing together their medication history, various different timelines. Um, we really do believe that consumer-friendly interface and experience leads to better member engagement. And, you know, we took it further by providing family caregivers with even, you know, a type of a portal for monitoring and managing their loved one's health to reduce that caregiver burden. Mm. So the team is really proud with the design. And it's a lot of hard work of not just the Seekster team's design, but, you know, for the past three and a half years, like I said, we had thousands of people tell us how they would like it. You know, it's I, as you mentioned, I had an opportunity to take a look at the the platform earlier. And one of the things that really impressed me was the ability to visualize that data. Um, so rather than just throwing the numbers, uh, your team has done a really, really nice job in uh, making it digestible through visualization. And you you mentioned really quickly something that I think deserves a little bit more discussion. 
when you're integrating different data sources, it's pretty tricky to you know switch back and forth between my medication history and uh, my lab results and my genomic data, uh, my whatever diagnoses I may have. Tell us a little bit about how you integrated those things in the form of the timeline. Yeah, so you know um, that that credit goes to our thousand plus um, alpha study that we did early on. Um, and most of the folks there were females who told us that they wanted a health timeline. So we patented a health timeline so that that information can be filtered by provider and by category. Um, and that was, um, you know, something that brought more utility to the aggregation of the data because aggregating data on its own really has no value. And then mm -hmm. as you know, the visualizations in healthcare are really, really, really uh, not, um, uh, you know, enticing, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. We wanted to, you know, make it sexy and really um, engaging as well as dynamic and real time. So let's shift gears for a second, Artie. I think where the listeners are probably digesting, just as I have, this concept that you've been able to bring all this data together in one place. And that is a that is an achievement all on its own. But to really be powerful, it's going to require some work to do to do some research to understand how the different components of that data connect to each other to produce either good or bad health outcomes. Tell us a little bit about how you're envisioning Seekster being used as a research platform. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we worked with actually Boston University last year, BU, um, in order to come up with a specific product within the Seekster platform called the Seekster Research Portal, we call it the SRP. And a couple of the features of the Seekster Research Portal are, you know, automated study subject matching. We're able to, you know, streamline informed consent documentation. There's an investigative view for anonymized participant data. Um, we provide an advanced administrative dashboard. And, you know, what's great about this is currently within, you know, any type of clinical trial, um, you know, the participants aren't really getting any value, but imagine what you saw with Seekster where, you know, if you're in a clinical trial of a thousand people with, you know, ABC pharmaceutical company, you know, mm -hmm. we're able to, you know, actually give meaningful interaction, um, uh, you know, to the participants with their data, the ability to contribute to advancement of medicine gets enabled. Um, you know, the improved participant journey and experience from the participant side. And then the value to that ABC pharmaceutical company is really streamlining study recruitment and consenting process. And what, you know, what every single pharmaceutical company is really looking for now is real world data, RWD and real world evidence, RWE. And, and we enable that. That's the incredible thing is being able to essentially combine a platform that's usable for a uh, you know randomized controlled trial, but also to leverage the same platform uh, for real world evidence on an ongoing basis. I mean, that is pretty incredible in and of itself. I think the reason being, Greg, is because once you have all of your episodic EHR and your baseline genetic and your continuous monitoring um, wearable information um, in one place, 
really magic can happen. It, mm -hmm. it really depends on the um, business enterprise, what their end goal is and how they want to use this type of technology and platform. So let's talk uh, about the future of Seekster. Um, when you started telling me about this, my first thought was this sounds like it's a, it's a great vision. It's a great concept. Sure, you have a cool prototype, but what you're telling me now, Artie, is this product is real and ready for the market. Yes? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's been ready and, um, you know, there's been some very uh, important people that have tried it and have even uh, tweeted it about their experience, such as uh, Eric Topol. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners, probably all of our listeners actually, are going to be familiar with Eric Topol. His, uh, his new book, Deep Medicine, has just come out. Tell us about your uh, your interaction with Dr. Topol and, uh, and uh, what he had to say about it publicly. Yeah, so, you know, three years ago, we presented um, our idea uh, to uh, Eric and, um, you know, he thought it was going to be a huge undertaking and not really possible. You fast forward um, and uh, last summer... We get a call that, you know, he wants to see what we're up to. And he heard that the buzz, I guess you could say. And mm -hmm. uh, we went and presented to him. Long story short, after we presented to him, he thought, you know, it was an amazing platform just like you, but he wanted to try it. And then the next day, uh, my phone explodes, uh, you know, with <laughs> Twitter notifications. And, you know, you can go on at Seekster on our Twitter page. It's pinned. And literally he... Uh, tweeted, first time I've been able to get my medical data from 1985 to present, four different health systems, and he names all four, Scripps, UCSD, Cleveland Clinic, University of Michigan, plus his 23andMe data, plus his fitness data, plus his nutrition data from my fitness pal, and his Fitbit with labs from different systems connected at Seekster, step in the right direction, less than 24 hours. So again, that's a perfect example of person-centric interoperability. Mm. And, um, you know, we couldn't be more proud that Dr. Eric Topol was the first person to actually share his health data publicly and breaking down those data silos, you know, that fast. It just never has happened before. And now we're able to do it on scale. It's it's a fantastic validation, I think, of uh, of the work that you've done, and I do encourage you to to go out and check out the the Seekster Twitter account. Um, and by the way, Seekster is S E Q S T. E R. Um, as we close out here, Artie, a lot of my listeners are senior executives in hospitals, health systems, pharma companies, med tech companies. If they have an interest in learning more about Seekster, what's the best way for them to engage with you and your team? Sure. The best way is to contact us at info at Seekster.com, S-E-Q-S-T-E-R. Dot com, as Greg said. And, you know, what I like to always say is everyone is seeking health data. It doesn't matter if you're a payer, provider, clinical research enterprise, or even a large consumer brand. Everyone is seeking health data. And we have the platform to empower, you know, the 7.7 .7 billion people on this planet to really collect, own, and share their data on their terms. Fantastic. Artie, thank you so much for being with us on DataPoint today. I think Seekster is an incredibly exciting platform, and I know that uh, our users are going to be, our listeners are going to be really interested in it. Um, really appreciate you being here. It was a pleasure speaking with you, Greg. Thanks so much for your time and uh, 
look forward to part two. Thanks so much for listening to the Data Point podcast. If you like what you've heard, please do rate, review, and share it with your social network. It means a lot. And if you have ideas for show topics or guests, please email them to me at greg at healthquant.health or send a direct message to at Chai Moose on Twitter. That's C-H-I-M-O-O-S-E on Twitter. For more information about this show or any of the terrific healthcare podcasts in the Touchpoint Media Network, check them out at touchpoint.health. See you next time. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.